let's, I want to talk to y'all about how narcissists plagiarize your personality or what some will say, marrying. The key thing to understand about a, a narcissist or a toxic person is that they have no core um, they have no core value to who they are as an individual. These people are void of everything that makes a person a human being deep down inside. When you meet a narcissist who is just them, whatever, you're most likely meeting the shell, the person who they put out there in the world. But their true inner self is plagued by demons they hear these demons every day when they wake up when they go to sleep all day telling them how horrible of a person they are how broken they are how no one's ever gonna love them how everybody leaves them how they're always gonna be alone um just they you'll hear uh sometimes they you'll hear narcissists and you think oh this person, you know, when they say these things, you might think, oh, this person really has a, has the ability to do self-evaluation. You'll hear them say, I'm hard on myself. No, it's not that they're hard on themselves. It's that they really, that spirit is hard on them. They think it's them, right? Because they're possessed. So what does a possessed being do? It's going to mirror what a human being would act like, okay? Some people are born wicked, and I truly believe these are those people who are born just wicked. They are like their father, the devil. The devil, just like the narc or toxic person, they suffer from envy, Envy is what the devil is. One of his number one probably energies is, is envy. He envied God. So imagine, just like the narcissist or toxic person, you know, just like any trader, they'll sit in the weights, watch you do the work, and then come around and try to destroy it. So the devil saw God make the earth. He saw everything was good. He even was with God when he rested. So he was probably chilling up there with him, right? Even with all these things, all this wonderful, miraculous things that the devil was able to see God do. He got a tinge, a hinge, a, a, a big hurt of envy. And he said, I can do the same thing. So what did the devil start doing? He started watching God. Started seeing what God's doing. What's God's characteristics? What what is God? How does how does uh, the Most High? How does His angels act? How you know He was started to watch and he started to mirror God, right? You know, <laughs> and so the devil came and he made a whole kingdom on earth he stole and plagiarized god's creation by making his own creation 
And the, the narcissist is one of the devil's, you know, creations. So just like their father, <clears throat> the devil, the narcissist comes into your life and you'll notice that they do. They pick you. They, 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 they pick you because you have maybe you have a certain look. You might be charismatic, outgoing, smart, successful. Um, you, uh, you have a personality um, trait that gives you, gets you attention. So they, <clears throat> they hate you for that deep down inside because just like their father, the devil, they're envious of you. But they don't want to see you get the glory of who you are and what you what what makes you right they want to steal it so they will get friends get lovers who they admire study you down to the details and steal parts of who you are and then at the same time they will break you okay this is when you'll notice that when you have a narcissist around there, there, these people are in competition with you. They're constantly criticizing you. Um, if you listen to my podcast called narcissist and good advice, they're giving you good advice. Um, you know, listen to that podcast and you'll see when these people are in the midst of trying to take you down, they're doing certain things like that because they must take on you. Another thing they'll do is, <clears throat> They'll study what you like, what you dislike. They'll study your mouth movements. They'll study your your facial expressions. They'll study everything about you and then turn around and try to emulate you. Some of them come off as very pompous and fake, but some of them do a really good job. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So these people have truly no core identity, right? Not at all. They have remarkable memories, by the way, very remarkable memories when it matters. They remember the smallest details. Now, why? It's not because they're just incredibly smart and he's got a great brain. No, those demons around them, those legions that are in them, some of them have legions. Some of them have, you know, maybe one or two d uh, demonic presence in them. You know, there's there is ranking in the devil's kingdom. You know, not all demons. You know, there's there's major there's 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 demons that have uh, legions in armies under our things underneath them. Right. Because you got to think. When the devil was up there, he stole or a lot of other angels followed him. You know, the devil had enablers, flying monkeys with him, people who he felt like he he was able to manipulate or people that are not. These are people. I'm sorry. <clears throat> angels that felt like they can be like God. So the devil was able to get other angels to fall down and these angels excuse me, you know, they, they did things to God's creation, to women down here, made it with us. So 
what I'm getting at is that the devil is um, the devil is an emulator of God. So he has uh, a, I want to say similar ranking, but he has ranking. Like think about it, arc. You know, you got Archangel um, Michael. You got Archangel. Uh, Gabriel, you have Archangel Raphael, you have all these Archangels, same thing with the devil, he has demons, or high level demons that have legions or other spirits under them, and rank. It's, it's just weird, so then there's, you got the high level angels, and you got the other angels that serve in the kingdom of the most high, same thing with the devil, so when you got this devil kingdom, you got narcissists. Some of these narcissists might have, depending on their ranking in the kingdom of the devil, they might have a few spirits that will give them power. There are some of them might have legions of spirits that keep them going. You know, but how do they keep going? God gives us life. The devil steals life. How do you seek, kill, and destroy? Well, you insert yourself into a light person's life and you start taking who they are. You start marrying them. You start copying them. You start criticizing them. You start competing with them because, again, I'm going to reiterate, these people are like their father, the devil. They are envious of us. They must destroy us. But before they destroy us, they might they have to take our essence so they can go back out and get that positive energy back to them through us, through our characteristics that what, what God gave us. They got to take that from us. That's why when you notice when a narc is leaving your life, they got to devalue you. Then they got to discard you. They need you to feel like them before they met you. So here comes the put downs. Now they're acting like you. Now they got all your friends. Now they got, they took on the same stories, the same traumas you overcame, the, the same accolades you achieved. Now they achieved it, but in a twisted way. Now they're you. But before they become you and go out in the world, they must tell you you're nothing you never been nothing. Look at you. Look at you. Like they're like that with you before they leave. And then they discard you. And then they dump, excuse me, they dump you. And they go off to greener pastures and do it to the next person. But <clears throat> this is one thing that these little creatures have not realized is that that kind of sometimes works. But there are times where they will meet um, someone who is on a higher spiritual ranking, you know, in, in the most highest deals with them. So what you'll find is some people call them super empaths. I don't know. That's a that's a that's not a real like it's not real. It's just something people made up. But when they lose someone who has high value to God. You'll find that 
when they devalue you, leave and go off to the greener pastures that whatever whatever they decide to do. Let's say you're you're it's a lover of yours and they go and they leave and they cheat on you and they find somebody better. Typically that somebody better is nobody better. Or if you leave them or they whatever, you'll find that <clears throat> sometimes they don't this is what they don't understand is that they collapse. You know, they go into they go back to themselves. They go back to the shell of who they are. Now the narcissist is in the dark room, um, gaining weight, eating, just not taking care of themselves. You know, the next time you see them, they're going to look very haggard, very dusty, very dingy. You're going to be like, what happened? You're going to notice that they lost the light that they have because when they're around us, Oh, they're shining. Oh, you know, have you looked at a narcissist when they're in the picture with their uh, the victim surviving? The narcissist is all smiles. They got light in their face. They look happy. But when you see that narc again who 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 lost a good supply, that person would look like a shell of them. And that's because <clears throat> they messed up in the ranking of the devil's kingdom. They didn't do what they were designed to do when they were assigned into your life by the Satan. You know, you got to understand, look at Job. Satan went up there talking to devil. I mean, talking to uh, talking to God, excuse me, saying, you know, I can do this. I can do that to him. And God's like, you can do anything you want, but do not kill him. So the devil, you know, what he did was he's like, oh, bet. He's like, oh, I get to show you I'm a God like you. He's going to go and he's going to say F God and he's going to denounce you and I, he's mine. And so he goes and he goes, surrounds Job and all these calamities are falling upon him. Everything. You got to understand when a narcissist comes into your life, you are under a spiritual attack like Job. That's why some of you guys lose money, lose homes, lose weight, gain weight. Um, some of y'all lose your sanity. Some some people have become suicidal. Some people have killed themselves. Some people have killed the narc. Some people have went over the deep end. Because when these people come into your life, some of them are, you know, they're, they, they don't harm you. They just do a lot of psychological damage or they do a lot of things that just, you know, they do things, right? Think about this too. When the devil went to go talk to the Messiah when he was alone, that's a lot of times how the narcissist does you too. He gets you, isolates you, makes you alone so he can take you over, take who you are. The best way to mirror or plagiarize someone's personality is to isolate them, to make them be by themselves because no one's going to be able to see what you're doing. That's why a lot of times the devil loves to work on you when you're isolated. Not isolated because you decide to be isolated, but isolated because he will make it where he'll hop on people around you and you'll, you'll start feeling like, damn, I can't be around nobody. But that and then when you meet people who um, who could possibly 
you know, help you out, the devil has made it so you won't even see them. So you isolate yourself and here comes, you know, the love of your life or someone wants to reconcile with you or whatever, however they come into your life. You're walking down the street and you see somebody just grinning and smiling at you and they can't, they're just so mesmerized by you and you're so handsome, you're so pretty and you, you know, they're just love bombing you from the first moment. Most likely, <clears throat> that is the, 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 the devil's person who's assigned to try to come and destroy you. So, with that being said, be careful. You know, the first sign that I look out for is if someone is trying to make me jealous or out of the blue, you're competing with me, then that lets me know that this person is dealing with some type of spiritual warfare I don't want to have nothing to do with. You know, um, a lot of times they will get you uh, to they'll get they'll they'll become your bestie. They'll become the best cousin, best sister, best anything. All the while, just like Judas, they're plotting behind the scenes. They're listening to that spirit. That spirit that possessed them actually tells them bad things about you. That's why when they first meet you, because they see this stuff they admire and they're also envious. So what happens is that spirit starts telling them they're lying. They're not real. Look, they're fake. Do this to them. Watch, do this to them and you'll see that they're fake. No. And then that's when you'll start seeing the narcissist start chipping away at your core person. They'll start trying to make you into the hypocrite that they are. They'll say, oh, I didn't know you were like this. I thought when I met you, you were like this. They're doing that. <clears throat> They're doing that because that demon in them is telling them to hate you. Because you got to understand these people hate you. You think the devil loves us? You think he likes us? You think he, if you understood how much the enemy hates us, if you understand how jealous and envious his, his you, you got to be a dumb person to be up, you know, spirit to be up there. And we, we all are guilty of that, but you got to be dumb to be an angel <clears throat> to see the kingdom. And, and turn around and say, well, I'm going to mess with some people who only got maybe 200 years to live. I got eternity, but hey, I'm going to mess with them. You know, you got to be dumb. And so they realized they got bamboozled probably by Satan. Satan was probably telling them all kinds of things to these angels to make them forfeit their rights. Now some of them, they're about to unleash a whole hailstorm on us, you know, Euphrates River is dried up. They're they're ready. <clears throat> some of them are stuck in the prison God put them, but some of them are down here as evil spirits. 
attaching themselves to broken little kids, spirits that turn into adults. You got to understand again, when you're looking at a narc that's in your life, that's marrying you, you might think, was if, uh, what is it? What's that freaking quote? Um, imitation is a form of flattery, whatever that quote. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not flattering when someone imitates you. It is not. It is actually single white female. You should say red flags. Telling y'all, it's nothing, to, it's no problem to be like an inspiration to someone. You can tell when someone is inspired by you compared to someone who wants to be you. It'll make you feel a little creepy. The next day, they got the same kind of outfit on as you are. They, they're, they're, they're doing their hair the same way as you now. Oh, you know, you, you say tubular. Now they're saying tubular, dude. And you're like, wait a minute, who's saying that? I don't say that. I'm just saying that they pick up parts of you. That's not flattery. That is someone trying to take your soul. They're studying you. That's why when I was around some of these people, you know, you just be, I'd maybe be on my phone, maybe watching TV, just doing something. And you feel that little, like, you feel that, that pull that they have. And you turn around and they're just looking at you. And you might be like, what are you looking at? Oh, nothing. And they might smile a little bit. So you might be like, oh, wow, they really love me. Or, oh, wow, they care about me. No, they're looking at you for really sick, dark reasons. There's other times that you'll find when a narcissist doesn't see you looking at them, where you'll turn around and you'll feel them looking at you. And they, they got the most evilest, grimace, dark, sinister look at you. Like they almost look like they're snarling and it's very short lived and it it brings chills down your face, down your spine. It's another look they give where their eyes are dark. Now, let me tell you guys a real story about this dark eyes. Now, um, you know, I, I was with in a relationship with someone who I, I really do believe was a psychopath and a danger to society. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I, uh, so there there was times where I noticed I would never say I wouldn't say his eyes went dark, but his 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 face did some weird shit because these people are taken over by spirits. You can't say you're a believer in God and not believe that. Some of the stuff you see on Hollywood with these 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 people's face shifting and turning into scary shit. That's I mean, not all like that, but it's real. You know, they they, they can they that that whatever spirit is in them, it does something to their facial structure. I'm not a full believer in reptilians and all that stuff like that. But these people are and it's not just me. I'm not talking out my ass on some delusional stuff. This is stuff you can research through psychology today. Look at the DSM. Look at actual credible sources that talk about their shape shifting in their eyes. There's something about them that's not right. And it's a spirit inside of them. This is not a mental health disorder. This is a spiritual attack when you have them in your life. But let me get back to this. Because I need you guys to understand when I tell you this stuff, it's not me just speaking out of anger or speaking out of delusional thoughts. This is real life stuff I come on here to talk about. I get plagued by these spirits. They they come and they follow me, you know, and so I come on here to tell you guys like 
things they do, things that I experience with them and how I tie it into my spiritual walk and how you can also see them. <laughs> I'm trying to let y'all see the devil's children. So I was, it was during the divorce proceeding. Yeah, it sounds toxic, but this wasn't me. I don't care about this person. No, I don't have no whatever. I don't care. But this is something that was, um, um, this is something that let me know when I saw this in other people that I was seeing that other people could see it too. So during the, the breakup time signing of papers, right. Um, the attorney I had, she kept saying, she came back to me and she was like, what's wrong with his eyes? And I was like, what do you mean? What's wrong with his eyes? She said, I don't know. They're just dark. I said, what do you mean? They're just dark. She said, I don't know. They're just dark. And I said, oh, you mean because he has no soul? And everybody laughed. But what I was trying to say was the darkness that she was seeing in that person's eyes is the entity. Maybe, in my opinion, I think this person might have shown the lawyer that entity that's inside of them to intimidate her because she came back, y'all, scared. She's calling her co-workers saying, hey, I'm about to meet this psychopath. Hey, this is where my location is at. I'm safe. You know, she was scared of this person because one, you know, just the things they talk about. And then two, she was like, well, I didn't smell drugs on. I didn't smell drugs on him. I didn't I didn't smell anything. I don't know. There's just his eyes were just black. They were just dark. And she shivered. Now, there's times where I've seen multiple people with these dark eyes and they they show it very, very fast. But when you see it, you'll remember these dark eyes. As I'm talking about it, I can tear up because I can tell y'all, I don't know. It's some weird stuff people got going on in them. Um, but their eyes... Sorry, you know, and then I'm telling y'all, if you ever see it, you it, it you always remember those eyes. <laughs> oh, it's spooky. Um, but their eyes become not their whole eyes don't become black. It's just something in there. I can't describe it. It's just um, uh, medical people or psychiatrists call it the shark eyes of a narcissist. You know, they say serial killers have it psychopaths have it. I, 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 I truly believe that there is something inside of them that is living underneath the, underneath the surface of who they are. And it, and it, 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 it can make them do things with their bodies and even with their minds. You know, I don't want to go too weird on y'all. Um, but these, like I said, many times, these people have paranormal activity that follows them. A lot of times they're hunted. You'll you'll be, you know, I've been around some of them and, you know, stuff will just fall off the counter that was just chilling there like a comb. I was at one of these people's houses. Right. And the fault, the fault, the comb that was on the counter just flipped onto the floor. And everybody was in the other room and I'm just like, what the freak? Another time. There was a pen and it was just on the counter in the kitchen. Whatever it was, it was chilling in the kitchen. I got one more thing. So, and I'm going to sound delusional, my damn self, but this is what the devil does. Like, watch some scary movies. That stuff, 
you know, that stuff's real. The way they make them ghost sound when they make those ghost sounds in movies and that that's how they sound. They growl, they sigh, they they make weird noises. But yeah, like I said, these people are possessed and they got spirits around them. So I was at this lady's house and <clears throat> me and her were just talking and we're just talking and all of a sudden out of the blue, the pin on her counter just rolled all by itself. It was just chilling there. Nothing touched it. I look at her, she looks at me and, you know, and she smiles a little. It was what it was. was It was that spirit. Um, another time I woke up in this lady's house and it might have been because somehow, some way I fell asleep accidentally with some bull crap that came on YouTube while, you know, because the phone, my phone was just playing. It just auto plays. So I went from like brown noise, sleep sounds to somehow it went to hypnotic, you know, bull crap. So I wake up and I'm hearing literally whisperings of multiple people whispering in this woman's house. And I'm freaked out. Mind y'all, there's no uh, schizophrenia or anything like that, but I'm, I was freaked out. And what it was, was these people are hunted you know, I know people are no of people um, who would, you know, say, you know, like, are, you know, I have family members who believe in ancestry and they will say um, a certain relative is still alive and watching over us. And they will tell me like, hey, such and such is still around. And I'm like, no, what it is, is that these spirits that are attached to them. Um, they are familiar spirits. So also if you're dealing with the narc who is on that, you know, mm -mm, that's a familiar spirit. That's the spirit that was watching your loved ones when they were alive. And then when they're dead, they're emulating. Cause you got to remember down here on this earth, God said that the wicked evil spirits would be down here to live. So they're, they're in the shadows. These are what you call apparitions, huntings. A narcissist is hunted by lots of these people. Um, a lot of these people outside homeless on the streets, not, it's not just drugs. A lot of them are possessed by lesions. I'm going to tell y'all of true believers, be careful of them. You go outside and some of these people, you know, if I go to 7-Eleven before I go back into watch TV or whatever I decide to do, right? Go sleep, whatever. I'll go walk to the store and there'll be, you know, these homeless people outside. And what you'll notice is a lot of them, if you got that light, they will actually stop and stare and kind of just be in, you know, I wouldn't say mesmerized, but that you can sense that they see you. And it reminds me of, um, you know, when the Messiah was going through the grave, the graveyard, and there was a lunatic and he was scratching himself. He was scaring the, the people in the town and he was a maniac. And when the Messiah came upon him, he was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. It ain't my time yet. Hey, I'm, I'm chilling. Like, hold up. <laughs> Your father said that we're down here at an appointed time. 
it's not that time, you know, but even then, even then the demon, that demon homeless man in the graveyard, he even had to succumb to the power of the Messiah. So when you have the light of the most high and his son, you'll find that these people who have these spirits in them, you'll find that when they see you, they will be mesmerized. So when the narcissist sees you and you, and they immediately start to start to love bombing. I mean, these people will act like they got love at first sight when they see you. It's not love at first sight. It's love at first light. They see the light in you and they're like, whoa, I must have. And then the demons in them say, yes, we got one. Destroy. That's literally how the demons sound in their heads. Like, they whisper to them like, yes, we got one. Destroy it. Destroy it. So they're mesmerized by you. They can't be you. So what I was just gathering was, and I know it's been in my spirit. This is off subject, but just y'all who are true believers and you truly feel like you're under spiritual warfare, you're getting attacked left and right. Be careful of them homeless people outside. These people there's no, you know, it's a wild, well west out there. Not even just homeless people. There's people um, get. I, I've seen a, a a story today about this older black woman who was like she worked for you know the police station, but she did uh, Lyft or Uber on the side, and you know she's a light. And she, she, to me, I can just look at her picture and tell that she, she, she was a, a decent woman. Like you can just see it, right? And so here she is, she's driving, and then she gets a demon. This man decides, to, he said, today's the day I'm going to kill someone. And it's just sad, but, you know, she was that one. And this man stabbed her to death and then put her murder on live on Facebook. This is the type of stuff we go outside as believers we got to deal with now. These people are preying upon us. The devil is thirsty. Thirsty. If he can't get you in sexual immorality, if he can't get you through lies, deception, if he can't get you through uh lack of belief and trust in God, if he can't get you through your own personal circumstances, he will send you a demon that was assigned to your life to either kill, steal, or destroy you. Unfortunately, that woman met someone who decided to kill her. But when we meet these narcissists and they act mesmerized and they start marrying us and they start plagiarizing our personality, you must understand that you are not dealing with someone who's going to be your friend. You are dealing with someone who is going to, in in time, ruin you, take over who you are. Now... This is what you got to think about. The devil has his superstars. Who are his superstars? 
It's the celebrities. The way the celebrities are is the way we're going to be in the kingdom, suffer without the ego and people worshiping us. We're going to have a different type of star status. So his his demons, his people, when they see us, we're like little celebrities. They become obsessed with us and they need to be us. Us, on the other hand, if we're stupid, we're going to look to celebrities on TV and be like, oh, I like the way she did her hair. Or, oh, I like the way she applied that lipstick. I'm going to do it. And oh, I like the way this looks. And I like it. And then we start emulating. Oh, I like her personality. And we start, you know, that's why, you know, idols. That's why a lot of narcissists, they turn into, they make you their, they make you the, you make, wait, they make you um, idolize them. So this is all spiritual when you meet them. You know, people think when you talk about narcissists, it's such a bland statement, but it's deeper than that. It doesn't, it's not just, oh, somebody looking in the mirror and liking what they look like, like, oh, sorry, y'all, Woo. liking what they see or, oh, I'm all that. And, you know, it's not the grandiose. It's the sinister stuff that they do. It's the sinister things that they do that makes them recognizable to me. But you, if you're not aware, if you're not self-aware, if you are not um, using discernment, you will not see them coming. I'm trying to let y'all see how they come. And they come, I always say this, they're very insidious. Just like the devil, he copies God. God's time is different than our time. The devil's time is different than ours. He can be he can be a little patient too. Just a little bit. Not like God's patience, but just a little bit, enough to fool you. So he's insidious. You know, a lot of times, I, I'm not, I gotta say a lot of times, but people would tell me. You give the devil too much power. The fuck I will. <laughs> I will. Because, you know, here's the thing. He was up there with God. He was there while God was formulating things, thinking he was able to watch God come up with things. He was able to see the creation. He saw the creation. Remember, God's time's not like us. So he was able to see and monitor us down here on earth. He mastered us. Remember, when you meet a narcissist, they study you. You better know your opponent. Your opponent, if he's a good opponent, he's going to study the hell out of you. He's going to see your weaknesses. You don't ever think that through just you alone, you're going to defeat the devil. You, you need wisdom to deal with him. You need prayer. You need fasting because it's an insidious spirit. And when he sends his minions after you, through the love bombing phase, through the whatever phase they get you, however they come into your life. Sometimes they come in swift like that woman who was killed and they, they, that's when they're coming in to kill you. But the ones who are coming in to do a slight, a, a, a silent kill, oh, they're, they're, they're insidious. You need to know your opponent. You better not, never underestimate someone. Never say, you never ever say, I don't care if I see a Down syndrome kid or a grown Down syndrome person and they just, you know, look happy and that person can, you can walk past them and all of a sudden out of the blue, they might decide to stop you. You look at everybody. 
you don't got to be paranoid, but don't, don't put your guard down. Why would you put your guard down when you're going outside? Or you put your guard up when you're going outside, but your guard is down because you got God and you think, you know, you don't understand that the devil, he's a, he, he's a master of time too. A lot of times when the devil gets you, you won't even know until it's too late. You're looking back like, God damn, he got me. You won't even know it most times. You will not know the devil got you until you're got. So yeah, I put a lot of stock on my enemy and, and knowing how he moves and how his children move. Study your opponent. You got to be dumb. I don't understand people who don't, don't, under, don't ever under, under, underestimate your enemy. Never do that. That's how they trick you. A lot of times people will put like, uh, uh, they'll make the devil into like a little red devil hornish little thing. And he, you ain't nothing. Well, now he got you. Cause man, y'all the pride of it. Um, so, um, all right, so I'm going to go into, um, if you have them, I always like to kind of sometimes end it off on how to handle these, these people if they're coming into your life. Remember, the devil comes to seek, kill, and destroy. So if you have one of these people and you have someone around you who's kind of showing behaviors of mocking you and trying to be you and they're plagiarizing your personality and they're taking over your life, drop them, but slowly. Sometimes you can just ghost them right away. And, you know, if it's the beginning of getting to know them, you see there's some, ooh, you're scaring me. Um, you just, you can just literally just drop them. There's another thing you could do. You could also, I'm a big component on letting the narcissist ghost you, letting them go through the process of, you know, this is how you could do it. If you want to get rid of a toxic, because you got to understand one thing about these people is that they're very clingy. All right. These people play really crazy mind games. So some of them might come off as like they're not really into you. They're not really interested. They don't really want to be your friend. Are they, you know, they might decide to play distant cousin. And also now they're clingy. They're calling you every day. They're, 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 they're taking hours of your time and just talking and complaining or however they enter into your life. Maybe they want to go out and maybe they're at your house, whatever. Those are the types that you got to let it, you can do whatever you want, but just because the clingy ones are the ones that stalk you, especially if you leave before they're ready to discard you and before they can, they can do what they need to do to, 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 to take your essence. If you leave before they can do that and you decide oh, I'm out of here, they will stalk you. So again, I'm, I'm cool on keeping distant, letting them get the hint. And then in time, they'll discard you. You know, you might even notice, hey, you know, the narcs, they, they, I don't know. It's a, it's a level to this. I'm telling y'all, I dealt with so many of them that I, I, this is the best way. It's like, you know, when they start dissipating, you might, uh, they start dissipating in con um, conversations because they're dealing with another source. I, what I, what I would do is just call them one time or text them. And most likely, if they're dealing with another source of supply and they're um, devaluing you, 
they're going to not call you or text you back for a couple of days. And when they decide to not call you and text you back for a couple of days or however else they move, this is the ideal way. That's when you can fully detach. The best way to detach is when the narc is giving you the silent treatment. Don't take the silent treatment as a time to blow up their phone and get answers as to why they're not paying attention to you. Take the silent treatment as a time to leave them alone too. Because when they come back around, you want to be strong enough to resist the devil because he will flee. You know. So let them walk away. Let them feel like they did the cutting and ties. Sometimes you just let them do that. Um, and, And then they'll stay gone. And while they're gone... You can move on. I'm big on letting them do that. Let them let them block you. You know, I've told one narc, I told him every social media handle I had. And they blocked me on everything. And that would have hurt somebody else. But the devil blocking you is a blessing. These people think so highly of themselves that they think blocking them is going to break your life. Let them block you. I'm big component on if you notice a narc is they, they utilize blocking, let give them all your social media handles. Or you can start blocking them too. But I'm not a person that I block, but you know, I know dealing with narcs, that's that don't work. They'll find you. You no one's no one's can really hide. Unless you change your last name, change your identity, and you move clear across a different country. That's the only, and even then, go on social media, someone can find you sometimes. I do know one girl. She was America's Next Top Model contestant, and she disappeared. Like, I can't, you know, if I was trying to find her, that was an old best friend of mine. I guess there is time people can disappear. But that means you have to have zero social media presence. So, like, why change your life over and shut yourself off from society just to get away from them? And I'm, I'm big on living your life. Let them do what they do. Pray against these people. Um, another thing, like I was just about to get into, pray. You Pray, pray, pray. I'm telling y'all, you're going to want to... Uh, get these people away from you when they touch your life I'm telling y'all when they touch your life when they're within the vicinity of breathing the same air as you this is not no proven fact but I've noticed when I was around certain ones bad stuff started happening in my life so when you have been touched by one, one has come into your life and actually made a print. You need to pray that spirit away. Pray that curse that they have on them off of you because a lot of times they transfer their darkness onto you. Because remember, they're mimicking you. They're taking your essence going and plan on going off into the sunset while you are left a shell of who you are. So you got to be in constant prayer when you're under a spiritual attack by the devil. You cannot go a day without praying. When you go, and that's why it's so important 
when you have these creatures in your life for you not to be in sin. <clears throat> because believe it or not, sometimes they're a sign and sometimes they're given to you because you did something. He might use them to chastise you. So imagine you got an ark in your life and you're still in secret sin. That stuff is going to get 10 times brutal because sometimes, you know, the most time I told him, hey, don't kill her. Don't kill him. But do what you need to do, you know, just to see what, just to see what they're about. You, you, you're getting chastised. You're, you're getting tried by any, what, by, let's say, by a narc in your life. And you're still sinning. You'll find that their powers get higher and higher because now the devil knows like, good, I brought this person into this person's life. Look how they're not honoring God. So the devil, he starts, the devil starts giving that narcissist accolades in his spiritual ranking. That's, you know, you got to understand when you meet a narc and you're on God's side and you're, the narc is on the devil's side, it's oil and water that's trying to blend itself. And if you <clears throat> start sinning, even though oil and water doesn't blend well, you shake it well enough, you can make that whole situation cloudy and murky. Where when the dust settles, it's going to take a long time for the water and oil to separate from each other. That's why you can't get down and dirty and, and sin like them. So you got to pray constantly to them. Because quiet as it's kept to say you are a believer, um, you know, these people come in to, to be, um, to come, they come in to persecute you for righteousness sake. So a lot of times that they're looking at you, they're, they're, you know, they're idolizing you, mimicking you, wanting to be you so bad. And let's say you have, uh, something special with the most high, right? You, you, you're one of his few in-betweens, you're part of his remnant. They're going to persecute you because you say you're a believer and they're going to, these narcs, they, they'll look at you under a microscope. Everything you say and do will be held against you in their spiritual trial that they got going on with you. So I'm a big component on, you know, reading Psalms, you know, you got to pray Psalms 120 and 2. You got to say, you know, deliver my soul, Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. Because what will happen is there's a 50-50 chance if you decide to leave them, they're going to slander your name. They're going to drag your name in the mud. They're going to do, they're already, you know, every last narc I've been around, they're doing smear campaigns. But their smear campaigns don't come off as like she, she or he ain't shit comes off as like, you know, uh, sister such and such, I'm kind of concerned for them. Um, yeah, you know, one night I was talking to them and, um, they were, uh, I, 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 whatever, they were eating too much and, you know, sister told, you know, or, you know, they start, and then they'll start acting like they care. Sometimes their smear campaigns come off as caring, but they mix in some truth with a whole bunch of lies. So they're like, oh, sister such and such, she was eating a lot. Yeah, but did you say that she hasn't ate all day and she was intermediate fasting and she's on OMAD and she's eating one meal a day? No, the narcissist will 
And this is just an example. This never happened to me. But this is how smear campaigns start. Simple and basic. I'm trying to give you guys a blueprint on how the devil works. Because did he not say when he asked Jesus, can you, you know, the God said that you can turn this, you know, he said, why don't you're hungry? Why don't you turn this bread into or this rock into bread? The devil knew that he could do it. So he knew it was a little bit of truth. It was tempting. The, the devil will tempt us or use smear campaigns to tempt others to become to, to y'all this is weird but those smear campaigns are indoctrinations to the people who listen to them now you're being indoctrinated into the Satan's kingdom when you listen to smear campaigns when you listen to people who lie on people who have deceitful, deceitful tongues you are now being indoctrinated into the devil's kingdom. You are now taking in a slice of someone's soul, soul snatching. When you believe what comes out of a narc's mouth, but they're so convincing, they'll be like, yeah, she ate a whole big meal of food. And they might even take a picture of you with a big ass plate of food. And they'll send it to people like, I think she might have an eating disorder. Um, you know, by the way, she is kind of, she is pre-diabetic or she's diabetic and I am concerned for her. And it's not even real. What it is now, they got people on the outside looking in thinking you're a glutton, that you eat too much. You're eating this big meal. And, you know, so it's, it's that that's how they start their smear campaigns. Just something minute as I'm really concerned for them. You know, sis got a lot of issues. You know, they love to say that about their people that they are trying to take over. They got a lot of issues because they come with issues. Before they met us, they were dark shadows of who the who they are. They were dusties. And they come around us and now they're lighting up. You see, and I've been around some who, whoo, let me tell y'all, they were looking rough. And one, one time with my energy, not to toot my own horn, the next day I seen them, they're looking lively. Why? Because our, 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 our presence is so strong in these last days with these beastly ass people down here on this earth who are wicked as hell. We come around them and we, we, they, we give off energy. We just, I don't know. We give life to these people. And that's why when you leave their life or they leave your life, you see them again and they look dingy, dark. Nothing of the person that you grew to know. Now, sometimes you might meet an arc and they might look good because they're probably fresh off of a new breakup. They're fresh off a new breakup and they are feeling very delightful and they come across you. What a miracle! Two in, two in a row. So you might come across one that's actually kind of looking decent, doing well. But a lot of them, they're usually in a dingy part of their lives and they, and they meet us and they're, they're not really telling us the true facts about who they are. And now here comes the, oh, I like that about her. Oh, she's been through so much and she still can smile. Lucky B. I need to be like that. How does she do it? Oh, she's so evil. She doesn't deserve that. You know, the envy starts coming in their head, but the whole time they're like, wow, you're so strong. I can't believe you've been through that. Tell me some of the ways you did it. Like, how did you do it? Oh, and then you'll hear a conversation behind your back. Like, yeah, I, I got over this and they're telling your story. 
memory marrying you plague personality plagiarism this is how it goes with them peoples trying to give you guys little little details of how to know you are dealing with someone who is there to um, break your soul take who you are take your essence so another thing I would say is like if you feel in your energy feels just low around the person like you now wake up and are you around them and look man that transfer of energy in these last days is really fast so you know if you feel like you're starting to look like shit because excuse my language you starting to look like crap and you're starting to look tired and haggard and you're weak and you're moody yeah best drop them they're they're doing an energy exchange on you too man this is what they're doing they come in to take everything from you and they do it with a smile on their face so be careful out there y'all be careful these last days these people are trying to take as many souls as possible and if you have any audacity to be a true believer i'm not talking about someone who 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 says they are i'm talking about I'm talking about you you know you know right you're 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 a precious stone to these people they gotta destroy you because think about two-thirds of the population is going to die it's going to be so much blood shed whenever this happens that it will be up to the horse's bridle that means there's a lot of blood that means there's going to be about i can't even imagine and that might be a metaphor but that means there's going to be a lot of bloodshed a lot of death and if a narc can't kill you physically their goal is to kill your soul to kill your spirit and how do you do that by taking over who you are and leaving you in the dust to to pick up your pieces to pick up who you are to 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 place put yourself together while they they don't go off at the sunset y'all but they go off and literally some of them i'm going to be explicit but i've seen one or a few of them get sexually aroused by the torment they have put people through i remember and this is about i'm about to end this because this is my podcast is about to end this time is up on here but i remember talking to one of them and again it's explicit they were going over the torment they gave this um girl that they were with and i remember looking down and them you know looking up at them and seeing this slight smirk and smile on her face of enjoying the stories of how they hurt this girl and then i look down and i see that their manhood throbbed a little bit then it was growing and i'm like they they are very sadistic they they're very sadistic people they're, they 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 harbor on sadism sadism uh they're they're almost like necrophiliacs or whatever the word is you know they love to have sex with the dead meaning once they're done with you you're going to feel like you're dead they love to they they're necromancies they love to have sex with dead people it's weird you guys and i know it sounds weird but they come in to seek kill and destroy you they can't kill you physically they will kill you spiritually and emotionally 
and they love to play with dead things, things that they broke, things that they hurt, things that they killed. It's a sadistic turn on to them. That's why some of them have the most kinkiest, weirdest sexual angst because their minds go to places that others might not go. So um, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed.